If you want to turn in your Bibles, if you grab the Bible on the way in, the green one, it's page 911, otherwise the book of Acts, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Acts, okay? And we are in the book of Acts, and we're talking about the key to living in victory, no matter what we're facing in our life, in our country, in our church, and in the world, whatever we're facing, the book of Acts is all about living in victory through our faith in Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. Nobody had it tougher than them. We've had, we got it pretty tough these days, but not nothing like the apostles and the believers in the book of Acts. No one has it like, no one, but yet they still lived in victory by the power of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> and the title for today is Believers Pray. I did, a, I did an equation. Kim Polson is going to come up with a, 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 a something special after the fact. Next week you'll be able to get it. So, uh, but, but Believers Pray plus in the Spirit equals Power. Power. Okay? And that's going to be the whole focus. If you don't hear anything else I say, don't remember anything else I say, believers pray plus in the Spirit equals power. Acts 4, 23 to 31. And I'm going to start with a farm story. Although Bob is not, Bob uh, Noble's not here. Bob, I hope you're watching this. Is he back there? Oh, he's upstairs. He's upstairs. You're going to have to make sure you at least watch my opening story. He's working uh, security upstairs. So thank you, Bob, for that. <clears throat> but, uh, uh, I had a, a, I have a college roommate that some of you met. He's been actually visited here with his wife, Sandy, Tom Klanderman. I don't know if any of you remember Tom when he visited. And he lives in Michigan now. But we were roommates in, at, in college. We went to Calvin College in Grand Rapids, Michigan. We were roommates. But he was from Rochester, and I was from near Rochester, <laughs> Appleton. So I got an hour away from there. So we would ride back and forth together. We became great friends. He was also on the swim team. I was involved with the swim team. So we, we became really, really good friends. Went on Florida. He went to, we went to Florida together on the Florida trip. Some of those stories I told about Florida, he was there as, in that group. And lots of different stories Tom was involved in. So uh, he, uh, he is now, you wouldn't know, but he is now a rugged outdoorsman. He's always got dogs. He's a, he's a dog guy. He's an outdoorsman. He's a camping and hiking. And, and, and he just sent me pictures of, uh, I, where, I think they were in think they're in Florida. They sent me pictures of alligators where they were camping, you know, and stuff like that. So he's, he's a real rugged guy now. But at, when I first met him, he was a city slicker. He was a city slicker. I was a farm boy. He was a city slicker from Rochester, right? And he was very uncomfortable with the farm. He'd come over on the way back and forth, and we'd, he'd visit at the farm. And, and he was very uncomfortable with the farm life. He was uncomfortable with dogs. You know, they, they, made, they, weirded, they made him nervous. You know? So it was really funny. So I loved to see his reactions. And, and so I would, I would try to always do something, get the dog to do something that would upset him. You know, just try to get him going. <clears throat> and I remember one time I decided to take him for a, a ride around the farm in our farm truck. And if you, farm trucks, farm, to, in order to get a, a farm truck registered, you just register it. You don't have to do inspections or anything like that. And you're only allowed to ride it within so many miles of your farm. And you don't have to take care of it. And there's no inspections. So as a, as a result, the farm trucks are in pretty bad sh- shape. The farm truck that I was giving them a ride in, there was no door on the driver's side. There was on the passenger side, but not driver's side. The floor was pretty much gone. You could see the road, and you know there wasn't much there. My dad threw a board in there, and it was all you know, you, you know, so you could at least put your foot down. But you could see the road, and and I and I was giving him a ride around the farm, tour on the farm. But then I said, let's take him on the road. So I took him out on the road, 
And, and I knew he was nervous. And so I remember I was driving down the road, and I said, let's see how fast we can go in the farm truck. You know, you usually drive 30 miles an hour at the hot most because they they're just beaters, right? Just think, you know, the crash them up derby vehicles, right? And so I started driving, and that day, I don't know how I got it up to 70 miles an hour. And I know that does a sub but for this vehicle, it was fast. It was, there was, first of all, there was dust blowing because there was hay everywhere in the vehicle. And it was like a cloud of dust, like pig pen on Charlie Brown, you know, just a cloud of dust swirling. We couldn't see anything. And on top of that, the, uh, you could see the road right underneath us, you know, the road and the dust is coming up underneath there. And, and he could see the road. And, and, and then, then it was started to shake. When I got up to 70, it started shaking. I, I, it was scary. I got to admit, I was a little nervous, but I wasn't going to slow down. And it was, it was like shaking, 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 shaking. It was like reentry, you know, coming into the rocket reentry. That's that's what it was like. And Tom was freaked. Tom was freaking out. And I'm sure he was praying too. I'm sure he was praying too. But we're going to see a story here in Acts chapter four today. But the prayer came first, and then the shaking. First the prayer, and then the shaking. And I, a lot of you know what I'm talking about. Wait till we see the shaking story from prayer in Acts 4 here. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the worship. We thank you for bringing each of us here through many battles. <laughs> through, I'm sure many had to battle their way to get here today, and even this morning battle through trials today. Lord, many, many battles, Lord. But we're here. We're here, and, and we can now see your word, hear your word, and, and see what we can, how we can have victory and have spiritual power no matter what we're going through. I pray that this would be a huge encouragement to everyone here or everyone watching or listening out there. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so let's start with reading the whole passage. Uh, Acts chapter 4, verse 23. And... <clears throat> On, so remember, the apostles were arrested, they were put in prison, they were threatened, we went through all that. Uh, if, you have, if you haven't heard the series, keep following along because it all kind of builds on each other. But on their release, Peter and John, they're released from prison. On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. <clears throat> Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do the nations rage and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth take their stand against, and the rulers gather together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Wow. Here we go with the equation. The believers pray plus the Holy Spirit in the Spirit equals power. Equals power. We're going to need it. We are entering unprecedented times in the United States and all, you know, some from Canada. You saw the pastor getting arrested again this week, again. 
And it's crazy. We're entering unprecedented times, unprecedented times in the USA today, although the whole world is already facing much, much worse. We're just going to finally catch up to the rest of the world. We are now a post-Christian nation. It's official. We, uh, we, there's an anti-Christian, anti-Christ spirit out there just driving this tank our way. Uh, the hostility and hate are hurtling toward persecution. What has just been pressure is going to morph into persecution. It's here. And also the second coming of Jesus Christ is getting much, much closer, quickly approaching the signs. Jesus talked about Matthew 24 and Mark 13, and, and we've been in those series, if you haven't been listening, Daniel and Revelation, the signs. If you can't see these signs, you can't see anything. It, the signs are that it's quickly approaching. Uh, things are, are heating up. Uh, the tribulation, the second coming is coming, but also the tribulation is coming. And as we get closer to that time of the great tribulation, the 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 tribulations will increase too they're going to set the table whether we get raptured before the tribulation or in the middle of it or after it's still going to be hotter than hot uh no matter even before the tribulation hits it's going to be hotter than hot things are heating up as we get closer to the time of the tribulation and the second coming of jesus christ but we must learn from these believers the apostles and the believers in acts because they're attacked they're attacked and this is just a start wait till we see what happens later on How they lived in the Spirit's power. How they lived in the Spirit's power. And prayer, we saw already, prayer was the key. That was the key. Look at verses 23 to 26 again. On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all the chief priests and elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke... By the Holy Spirit, through the mouth of your servant, our father David, why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers gather together against the Lord and against his anointed one. They, they pray here. They responded by, to the persecution. They responded to that persecution by prayer and specifically praying the word of God. They're praying here, Acts chapter 2. They're quoting that, which is referring to when the, the nations, in the first time, when they turned against Jesus and crucified him, right? Verse 27, uh, uh, Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They, 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 they were talking about the cross, how they conspired to crucify the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And look who crucified him. It wasn't the Jews. It was the Jews. But it was, well, we'll get to that in just a minute. But it was the, you're, you're one verse ahead of me. The, the, the Gentiles, right? The Gentiles. And, and look who's involved in this. It, Herod, the, the Romans, the Gentiles, the people of Israel, Everybody, all that covers everybody. Gentiles and Jews covers everybody. We're, we all killed Jesus. We are all responsible. And as Christina just said, all of our sins really killed them. Look at verse 28. God had a purpose. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. God planned it. 
God planned it so Jesus could die for our sins on that cross. It was our sin. Our sin. Our sin that killed him. In Psalm 2, he, they quote Psalm 2 because Jesus partially fulfilled that with his crucifixion, but he will ultimately fulfill this. This will ultimately be fulfilled if you've been listening to my Revelation series in the battle of Armageddon. Armageddon. That's when they're going to really finally, they thought they got rid of Jesus. Oh, here he comes again. They're going to fight against him a second time, and they're going to get wiped out. That's what's going to happen in the last battle, the second coming of Jesus Christ. But now back to Acts, back to Acts. Then they, after this initial prayer, praying the word, Acts chapter, uh, Psalm 2, connecting to Psalm 2, now they pray an earth-shaking, earthquaking prayer. Now they pray that. Verse 29, Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through, through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. They pray in earth-shaking, earth-shaking, earthquaking fear, uh, prayer here, prayer here, and that's what they pray. I remember at Promise Keepers, I was at RFK Stadium during a Promise Keepers event. Was anybody in RFK? I know some of you are RFK. Remember, remember when we were all singing at, at RFK? And we were specifically singing, I waited for the Lord on high, another psalm we were singing. And I'll never forget, do you remember the men were singing and clapping and stomping? And the stadium started to shake. Do you remember the, do you guys remember the vibration of RFK? I'll never forget it. I was standing there and I'm like, I can feel this. The, you know, is this us singing or is this the Holy Spirit shaking, you know, you know, shaking this place? It was crazy. The powerful worship. But the stadium stuff, you could feel it vibrating and shaking. It was, it was, it was, I, it made me nervous. It made me nervous. Uh, powerful. But Acts chapter 4, they, they have the same thing. They pray, consider their threats. Talking about the threats they're getting. Enable us to speak your word with great boldness. Show your power through healing and miraculous, miraculous signs and wonders, which we're going to see right in Acts chapter 5, when we go into Acts chapter 5. And after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. So many people say, oh, this is how the Holy Spirit is is moving here and moving there. And, And you hear these stories of these events where people faint or they do all kinds of interesting things. Some are biblical and some I'm not sure about. But, but, but they're, they're always focused on that. And I always say, listen, the real fruit of the Holy Spirit, the real fruit of the Holy Spirit's filling is speaking the word with boldness. That's the fruit I'm looking for. That's the fruit, not somebody laughing or all that. You know, I, you know, I'm not going to get into that. But my, my point is I'm looking for speaking the word the word, not experiences, but speaking the word with boldness. That is a sign of the Holy Spirit moving with power. That's the revival we're looking for. That's what we're focusing on. That's what we're looking for. I'm still watching for that. Here all these revival here, revival here. I'm still waiting for this. People speaking the word with boldness. We and we that's the real proof of the Holy Spirit's filling. And we all need to pray. 
this kind of prayer. We all need to pray the Holy Spirit's power down in order to survive and thrive. Not just survive, but thrive in the USA today and thrive as the time of tribulation approaches, as we go through these smaller tribulations, smaller earth pains leading to the great tribulation. We have to pray that kind of prayer, that kind of prayer. The world is going crazy. The world's going crazy. Look what has happened just the last week since we met. Just since last week. Look what has happened in the world today. Look what has happened. First of all, in the USA, the job numbers. The job numbers shocked everybody. We thought, we're taking off, you know. Oh, guess not. Uh, wait, what's going on? It's making people very nervous. And, and then the cyber attack on the gas supply. The cyber attack. On the gas supply, and people, there's a state of emergency being declared in all these different states. It looks like hopefully we're past it. They paid $5 million to get past this problem, right? But uh, they, they paid the ransom. But, uh, but you know, there, there was rations and gas lines. Remember, who, who remembers the 70s and the gas lines, right? Did it remind you of that all over again? Yeah. I was just waiting to hear the music playing, the Beatles and all that. Just waiting for all that. Uh, it was crazy. It was crazy. Uh, State of emergency. People are starting to realize, wow, we are on the edge. The United States isn't as secure. Things aren't as secure as we thought. Wait, we could run out of gas that quickly? And it didn't help that the president shut down our other pipeline but to, to make the eco-terrorists happy. But we won't go there, you know. We got crazy things on both ends of it, right? And then, and then what happened in Israel Ooh, whenever something happens in Israel, pay attention. That's the belly button. That's God, the apple of God's eye. That's God's time piece. Whenever you see something happen in Israel, you know that God's timer is moving forward. And, and that's what we're seeing in Israel, what's going on in Israel. And, and, and the president is baffled. He doesn't know how to respond to it because he's... You know, he doesn't want to go against Israel, but he's got people in his party speaking openly about how Israel should be bombed. You know, it's crazy, right? It, 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 he he's kind of stuck in a quandary there. He doesn't know many of his supporters are anti-Israel, which we've never seen that open, blatant hate of Israel by congressmen and senators. Shocking, shocking, shocking. And, and people marching in the street. I don't know if you saw they're closing the roads in California, marching the streets, chanting death to Israel. I mean, it, it was just, did you see the news this morning? It was crazy. You would have thought you're, you would have thought you're not in the United States, you know, chanting, you know, you know, you want to wipe out Israel. And the United States blocking traffic, mobs, thousands of people doing it. Great, scary, scary, scary stuff. Scary stuff. Genesis 12.3, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. Pay attention. Pay attention. Uh, the, the, it, it, it's, it's crazy that, that, that Israel is an explosive situation. It's hard to even explain unless you've been there. That it is explosive. You know what happened in our country this last year and the riots? Think of the riots on steroids, you know, multiplied many times. That's the volatility and the hate that is going on for many, many years in Israel. Hamas, their true goal is to completely destroy Israel. They play this game with the media, blah, blah. Listen, I've, I talked to the Palestinian guys there. They told me, we're going to wipe Israel out. I, on the street, they just talked to you about it, you know? And, and they, their goal is a, completely, is a complete destruction of Israel. Listen to my Daniel Revelation 
sermon series. It's all there. I've been laying this out, and it, it's it's all being set up for the, the 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 temple, the temple that's going to be rebuilt, and the antichrist who's going to help rebuild it. It's all being set up right now, and and we don't know if it's going to happen right now. But every time you see this kind of explosive situation, this could be it. This could be it. it, it it's it's inching closer, inching closer, and all of a sudden, suddenly, you're going to see something. I can't even imagine what it's going to take, but something is going to happen. That temple will be rebuilt. There's going to be a world leader who's going to broker a world peace with Israel. And if that happens, put on your seatbelts. Get ready, okay? Because we're either hopefully going to be raptured or we're going to be going through some crazy stuff. So, uh, so just be ready. Be ready. Uh, the, hate, the hate against God's people, both true Jews and true Christians, is going to escalate. And I know a lot of people talk to me and say, I'm afraid of this, I'm afraid of this. Listen, we're all afraid of it. None of us wants this. But, but we've got to remember something. The same thing happened in the book of Acts, as we're seeing. The same thing happened. It happened in the New Testament church. It happened in the first 300 years of the church. There was ongoing persecution for 300 years. And look what happened. It destroyed the church, right? It exploded. The church exploded. At 300 A.D., the church was the largest in history percentage of the population, Christians' percentage of the population. It was the largest it's ever been in history. We're not even close to what it was. It looked like the Great Commission was going to be fulfilled quickly, all because of persecution and the Christians living for eternity, living for Jesus. Speaking boldly, praying earth-shaking prayers. This went on for 300 years. And it wasn't until Constantine came along and converted, supposedly, that, that, uh, that it stopped the persecution, that it all ground to a halt over the next several hundred years. Just ground to a halt. Satan said, if you can't beat him, join him. And that's exactly what, he, what happened. Listen to my Revelation series. Uh, I, I fill in the gaps. I, I connect the dots. Uh, but but the, the church exploded. Why? How could that happen? Because they knew the secret. Acts four twenty nine to, to thirty one. Now consider their, they prayed. Now consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders in the name of your holy servant Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. They, they knew the secret. The Holy Spirit's earth-shaking prayer and earth-quaking witnessing. That's what, that's what they knew, that, that secret. And they're not the only ones. It, it, they're, that's still, if you study revivals throughout history, you see that that's what happens. They rediscover the praying and the Holy Spirit's power and it equals power. They, they discover that. In fact, that was uh, John Wesley. John Wesley... Uh, he, he, I'll just read it to you. John Wesley, this is from his, um, his journal, John Wesley's journal. He says, on January 1st, 1739, Mr. Hall, Kitchen, Ingham, Whitfield, Hutchin, and my brother Charles were present at our love feast. That was uh, Whitfield and Wesley are the ones who, who God used to spark the great awakening that, that shook England and the United States and the world, unbelievable stories. 
they, they were just had a special anointing, but this was where it started. About three in the morning, as we were continuing instant in prayer, the power of God came mightily upon us. Insomuch that many cried out for exceeding joy, and many fell to the ground. As soon as we were recovered a little from that awe and amazement at the presence of his majesty, we broke out with one voice. We praise thee, O God. We acknowledge thee to be the Lord. And that was the start of the great awakening. That prayer time that when the Holy Spirit poured out in a powerful, powerful way. Mark my words. 1739. Mark my words. As we approach the second coming of Jesus Christ and the great tribulation, we are going to experience increasing tribulations. Increasing tribulations preparing us for that time. And, it, and it's not something to, be, to fear, but it's something to prepare for. Because Jesus told us, Matthew 24, be ready. He told us to be ready. He told us to prepare for it. It's not something to fear, but it's something to prepare for. And the main reason we shouldn't despair, because it is scary, right? None of us choose this. We all want to be raptured right now, don't we? Who votes for that? We all do, right? Let's get this over with, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm nervous about this. But anyway, uh, I'm not going to tell you what I think. But, uh, but I'm, praying for pre- I'm praying for early rapture, believe me. We, it is, we, it, we shouldn't despair because it means that Jesus is coming again. As these tribulations increase in the USA, as we see them going crazy around the world, it means Jesus, as we see what's happening in Israel, it means Jesus is coming again. We're getting close. We're getting closer. And, and these are birth pains. And the birth pains all lead closer to the birth. And you don't like the birth pain, but you want to get that baby out, right? And, and we want to see that. We want to, amen, ladies, amen? All right. Not that I would know, but anyway. It's, it's all part of God's plan to refine the church. To refine the church, to judge the world. He's using all this to judge the world and to refine his church, to separate the sheep from the goats, the wheat from the weeds. He's doing this. And so we as much as we don't look forward to it, we see the positive effect of it. And listen to my revelation series. Again, if you haven't listened, you're missing a lot. And we have the same and this is the key, remember this. We have the same Holy Spirit that the apostles had. We had the same Holy Spirit that the believers had in 180 and 280 and 380 We have the same Holy Spirit. We have the same power available us to not only survive, but to thrive. Spiritual thriving. I'm not talking about you know, prosperity gospel, those false, fake frauds. I'm talking about, can you tell I don't like them? All right. <laughs> Jesus didn't either. Wait, you. Well, we're not gonna, first Peter, we're not going to even get into that. But, but we, we can thrive spiritually. We too can witness in power. We can boldly speak the word of God. That's the whole point. Acts 4, 29 to 31. I'm going to read it one more time. And now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. 
Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders in the name of your holy servant Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. We have that same power to speak the word of God boldly. Remember the equation. Pray plus in the Spirit equals power. Power. In our power in our lives. We all have lots of battles, right? Power in our lives. Power in our ministries. Power in our witnessing. Power in our spiritual battles. Anybody fighting spiritual battles? Power in our temptations. Power in persecution. Even though it's little right now compared to the rest of the world, it's coming, it's coming. Power in our per- being persecuted. Do you have the Holy Spirit's power? Have you ever put your faith in Jesus Christ. Do you want the power to live like I'm talking about? You you can have that. Do you want to be ready for the tribulation that's coming and the second coming of Jesus Christ? You can have that by putting your faith in Jesus Christ. That is step number one. We receive the Holy Spirit when we put our faith in Jesus Christ. John 3.16, for God, you know I'd get it in, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Have you ever put your faith in Jesus Christ? The moment you do that, you receive the Holy Spirit. He's there. He's there. And you now have a power that you have no idea. It's like Spider-Man getting bit by that radioactive spider. You know, <gasps> what happened? You know, and, you know, he went from a nerd to superpower. You know, and that's what it's like. That's what it's like. You, Peter Parker bit by the f- spider. You know, you, 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 you go, we go from spiritual wimps to this amazing power inside of us as we learn how to work, use that power. And, 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 and do, you, do you want that? You can have that by putting your faith in Jesus Christ. I'm going to pray in just a moment. You can do it. You can do it right now. Uh, as Christians, are we experiencing the Holy Spirit's power in our life? Are we praying in the Spirit and seeing his power in our life? If, listen, if, you, we are, if we're not praying in the Spirit, we're like stuck. We're, we're just doing it all on our own. We're in our own strength. It, we, we have to be praying in the Spirit and letting the power of the Spirit work through us. And I'm just going to uh, pray here in just a minute. Just going to pray. But after we're done, I'm gonna, I think well, we're going to just open it up for a little bit of time for prayer at the church here. And when I'm done leading through the salvation prayer, I'm just going to open it up. And, and if you feel led to pray, go ahead and pray. Pray for God's power. Pray for God to work. However the Holy Spirit leads prayer, we're, just, we're going to end with some prayer time as a group. You might pray quietly on your own. You might pray with, with someone next to you. But if you feel led, go ahead and just pray out as loud as you can. We'll do the best we can in the room here. But we'll just have, we'll close with a time of prayer, okay? And then after that's over, Todd will lead us in a, a closing song. So let's go to prayer. Father, we pray that your Holy Spirit would move powerfully in our hearts right now. Maybe someone here who's listening or someone out there who's listening, maybe you have never put your faith in Jesus Christ. You have never received the Holy Spirit. You don't even know what I'm talking about. You've never experienced it. But you can have the Holy Spirit right now. 
a prayer of faith for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You can receive life right now. You can receive forgiveness right now. You can receive the Holy Spirit right now. You can be born again. You can be transformed into a new creation. The simple but powerful prayer of faith. God, I repent of my sin. I turn away from my old life, the garbage, the sin, anything that goes against your word. I ask you to forgive me. Because I'm putting my faith in your one and only Son, Jesus. Faith in his death on the cross for me. To forgive me. Faith in his resurrection from the dead. To give me a new life. I put my faith, my trust, my hope in Jesus. I give my life to Him. If you have prayed that prayer of faith, you have just been bitten by a radioactive spider. You have just received the Holy Spirit's power, the Spirit of God actually living inside of you, and your life will never be the same. Never the same again. You're going to have peace that you never dreamed possible. You're going to have joy that you never experienced before. Higher than any high possible. You're going to have grace to help you fight battle after battle. You're going to have life purpose in your life God's purpose and that life is going to go on through all of eternity even if your body dies your soul is going to be with Jesus with a brand new body someday you're going to live forever and ever with God as your father you don't have to fear death you don't have to fear COVID you don't have to fear war or terrorism if you have put your faith in Jesus I I want to encourage you to tell somebody today. Maybe a family member or friend here. Maybe tell me on the way out. Tell somebody. Let somebody know so that we can be excited for you and encourage you. And now I just want to close with some open prayer time. To open this up. Maybe you, God is putting something on your heart to pray about or, or to share. Just do it as loud as you can and uh, we'll just see where the Holy Spirit takes us. Father, we just pray that your spirit would prime the pump today, that this would be the beginning of spirit-filled prayer and power. We pray that in Jesus' name. Father, we pray that this morning would just be the beginning of priming the pump 
for us to be in prayer and in the spirit and experiencing your power. And as Chuck prayed, uh, Lord, not to pray for safety, but for boldness, for boldness, Father. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.